It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. Another fabulous time to talk about health and wealth and cannabis and all the good things we have. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge for better living here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. And there's been so much going on, so many cool things, and so many new guests coming that I'm scheduling right now that you don't want to miss. So stay tuned, subscribe to this podcast, tell your friends and family. Obviously, this is not one of those typical stoner interviews or, or podcasts, not that I'm against those, they sometimes bring some really cool relevance to the table, but we're talking a little bit more about health, about well-being, and talking about the industry from a more medicinal standpoint. And, you know, it's really exciting when I go to trade shows and conferences, whether they be hemp-driven or medical marijuana or medical cannabis-driven, just to see the energy and see the light in people's eyes and hear personal stories. And we're going to get to that later today in this podcast. I have a special guest going to share some personal story and a friend of mine, and I love to share this. But before that, I just came back from a medical cannabis conference focused on genomics or genetics at Harvard University, and it was pretty amazing seeing the type of caliber of scientists and doctors that are gathering around and looking at this research. And it was very interesting because we're talking about things like CBD and epilepsy or seizures, which is a very popular, common topic. We're seeing that as science starts to understand this and goes a little bit deeper and we start getting into genetics and DNA, we're starting to see some really cool information present that, yes, CBD and cannabidiol and other cannabinoids are very beneficial to neurology, to immune system, to pain and inflammation. We've had, just like on my previous show, we had Dr. Dustin Sulak was speaking at this conference, which he's great, DO, talking about pain and opioids and cannabis. It's just amazing how it says, well, look, you know, sure, this may work in a lot of children with seizures, but if we can look at their genetics, their DNA, Maybe there's a DNA error or a genetic hereditary error that maybe CBD doesn't help the best, but, but maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, maybe it needs to be used with this other supplement like B vitamins or B6, or maybe it shouldn't be used because it could affect the liver. I mean, everyone thinks it's so safe because it's a plant, and it is one of the safest types of healing that we can do, but I do want to throw caution out there that it's not just completely benign. And even those people using CBD today out there, cannabidiol out there, you know, with other medications, there is an effect. Think about it like grapefruit juice. People don't, aren't supposed to use grapefruit juice with other medicines because of the way the liver metabolizes it. So I'm a big advocate for the plant, as you probably know already, whole plant especially. But yet, we still have to have some science. And I'm going to be going out in a couple of months to Poland to the International Cannabinoid Research Society Symposium, where the top, top researchers and PhDs are studying the cannabinoids. And I'll be sharing a lot of that insight when I come back, of course. But in the meantime, as much as I go down this road of science, as much as we talk about isolation or certain cannabinoids and certain disease situations, I want to back up. And I always keep doing this. I want to keep backing up and let's take this slower and simpler and look at this as simply as a plant. Look at this as a 
as another herb or green that you can grow in your garden and another vegetable that you can throw into your salad or into your juicer. And that's really what I want to focus on a bit today. And that brings me into, you know, there's a lot of great innovation going on, but when we go back to the simple way nature intended it, you know, the, the simple plant growing from the ground and what those benefits might be, I think we really have to take that moment and, and, and recognize it for what it is. It's good enough in that form. Actually, it's more than good enough. It's amazing in that form. And hopefully on a soon podcast, I'm going to have Dr. William Courtney, who's been like the father of juicing cannabis, maybe his wife Kristen Courtney on as well. We're, we're hoping to talk to them soon. He's a very busy man, as you know. But today, I'm very happy to have on my show a friend, happy to call a friend, and our guest today is going to talk about a personal story. Here today is a good friend, Amy Kennedy Oaks, tuning in from Colorado where cannabis has been freed. And Amy, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be a guest and to share some insight and some info to our listeners. Absolutely. I'm so glad I could do it. There's so many people that just need to know more. <laughs> Right, and it's not just coming from some sales pitch. You have no agenda. You're not selling a product. You don't have anything. This is more about, hey, this is life. This is real. This is happening to people that you might not even realize next door to you, or family members or friends that are struggling. And I think that's wonderful. And we came to meet literally about two years ago to the day, which I think is fascinating. Full cycle here. And when I met you, let's let's talk about where were you at in your life two years ago today. Can you give me a little background? Give, give our listeners a little background. Closer to death? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that sounds funny, but it's totally true. I mean, everybody, I think, believes that if they feel okay, that they're healthy. But that's not necessarily true because I felt healthy. And then I ended up getting pregnant. And then my gallbladder ended up exploding. And it just because I felt healthy doesn't mean that my body was healthy and it decided to show me that in a very violent way. And probably for the last three years, just before October of this following year, I was in a wheelchair for almost three years because my body had gone so downhill from everything that had happened after my gallbladder exploded that it was just really scary. (laughs) I would say. I think when I met you, you were in a wheelchair and I, I hate to say it, you know, I can say it now because you're doing so much better, but you kind of had a gray tint to you, you know, like, like there was no real light or energy. You look like you've been beat up pretty good and sitting there kind of worn down, but still had a smile on your face, still, still searching for answers. But I mean, if I could recall correctly, I think that was kind of the state that I, we first met. Oh, yeah, I would definitely have to say I was, I was much, much more just, you know, trying to figure, figure out what I could do just to get better because it really was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I could definitely yeah. say I did look a lot worse than now. <laughs> no, and, and, and at that point you have, how many kids you have now? You have two, right? Yes, I have two biological kids. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, I have a big extended family too. I love that you differentiated that because I think we have to look at all a lot of people have families that are not just biological, but I'm talking about the stress from a, you having being pregnant, you giving birth, that kind of thing. It definitely, you know, wasn't, what you thought was going to weaken you the way it did. It, didn't, it wouldn't hit you the way it, it did. And you still had kids to raise too, even when you didn't feel that well, right? Oh, yeah. And I, when, I, when I had my, my 18-year-old, I, I could have gone skydiving with that child. It was, 
everything was great. So when, you know, we decided to have another one, you know, many, many years later, because now he's like six, I really did not think that it was going to affect me the way that it did. And it actually just put me in shock, the fact that, you know, I just got so sick during my pregnancy because it, it kind of just started out with my gallbladder throwing stones into my pancreas and causing pancreatitis was where it started. Yeah, and, I, and if anyone's ever had a pancreas, pancreatitis or even a gallbladder attack, it, it's debilitating in itself. I mean, it'll, it'll bend you over and make you cry in a heartbeat. I don't care how tough you are. And so, I mean, just having that both gallbladder and pancreas actually at the same time kind of beating you up while you're trying to be strong, it, it's, it's definitely pretty significant. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because now that cannabis is a movement or, you know, and people are starting to become more aware of it, I honestly, like, start looking at all the stuff that ended up happening to me, you know, and I wonder how much of it was because I really had an endocannabinoid deficiency, you know? Yeah, and and that's what I'm looking at it a lot is you see all these different people have all these different conditions and, and have been diagnosed with all these different diseases and have all this different, you know, various symptoms. But at the end of the day, a lot of this goes back to, hey, if your body had been nourished from the ground up, if it had those cannabinoids and the, and the, and the systems were working optimally, you wouldn't have had any of these things or maybe 95% of them would never have occurred in most of these people. And I think you make a good point. Had you Now that you can go in hindsight and, and now that there's more and more science and more research coming out, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, even some major global changes around cannabis, hopefully we can keep our fingers crossed, that, that you know, it's not as complicated as it once seemed. It seems to be very simple that, hey, if we would have just been incorporating this plant into our lives for all these years, we, we would all be pretty much healthier. You know, It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because everybody knows that you've got, you know, your skeletal structure. And so they know that you have to, you know, do the whole magnesium, calcium to keep your bones strong, but they don't really stop to think that, you know, now that they're talking about the endocannabinoid system, well, what keeps it strong, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where people just need to kind of like understand that if you have a system in your body that you have to be able to be giving it something that continues to keep it healthy and strong and viable. Otherwise, if it does fail, you know, if your skeletal structure fails, you're going to be in bed all day long because if you get up, something's going to snap. Kind of the same way, I think. Yeah, I think you make a great analogy, and that's that's really why I wanted to have you on today. I mean, we're going to get we're going to take a quick break in a minute, and then we're going to get into a little bit more of the details of what you've been doing and, and what changes you've noticed and, and so maybe some of the challenges you've dealt with. But, you know, I, I just think it's great that to hear from someone who's personally going through it, not just authorities or people that are, you know, invested in the industry, but you personally have had a journey. And again, I, I thank you for coming on today and sharing it. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Amy. And we're going to hear a little bit more about how cannabis has been incorporated into her life and what changes and, and, and how has that, you know, made things different for the better. You know, so, so that's why I'm glad to have you on. We're going to take a quick break now. We're going to come back. We're going to find out a little bit more about the details and what you did, what you're doing, how it's working for you, and maybe some tips for other people listening and how they can get involved and how they can utilize cannabis better for their health, more as a vessel of food. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. The concierge for better living. 
We'll continue in a moment. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Northwest Alternative Health, Eugene's premier medical marijuana clinic, is proud to sponsor the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference. Are you prepared for the changes in the recreational and medical marijuana markets? The OMB presents the state's top industry experts, along with over 40 exhibitors, and features a keynote by Dr. Carl Hart. Also, tickets include a celebrity interview and private after-party with the one and only Tommy Chong. Join us Sunday, April 24th at the downtown Eugene Hilton, and be a part of Oregon's fastest-growing industry. Check out OregonMBC.com for more details. Tommy Chong Show on Cannabis Radio. You know about this podcast. What I really want to do from now on is to solve world problems. I feel like my job is to calm everybody down and focus on how we can save this planet. The Tommy Chong Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to my world. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. This is Doc Rob here again with my friend, Amy Kennedy Oaks. We're talking about real life. We're talking about how someone who was sick and probably for the most part written off by the mainstream or conventional medical system at this point, how they turn their life around by using cannabis. So, so I, I know part of the story, Amy, was... You were in a lot of pain, right? So you had the pancreatitis, gallbladder, oh, yeah. pain every day, and then of course you're going for you know, you're trying the pain meds that the doctors gave you. How, how did that work out, and what were some of the challenges or obstacles that you got? And maybe just go into the transition of what how you got into cannabis from that point. Well, let me start by saying that when you're on pain medication or any medication that a doctor's prescribed you, the effects to say this correctly. The effects that you get aren't just the relief of pain that you feel from the medication, but believe it or not, you also end up getting a mental stigma from taking pain medication that's prescribed to you by the doctor. And for anybody who's actually in pain would probably understand the whole, even if the pain medication takes away 2% of your pain, you get this mental stigma like that 2% is better than no percent. And so you get to the point where you feel like if this pain medication I'm taking takes away at least 2% and it allows me to get up and move around even for 15 minutes a day, then why would I want to stop taking it? And one of the first things that I would ask somebody like that is, well, what if there's something that's natural and it could take away 99%? Because I could very quickly run you down the fact that I have literally now been diagnosed with chronic pancreatitis, gastritis, esophagitis, advancing fibromyalgia, IBO, intestinal distress, and an ileus. So that's what I'm supposed to have going on in my body. And I was 
so incredibly scared of stopping taking the pain medication because even if it gave me 2% relief, I was happy living with that 2% as opposed to living with pain every day, all day. And so something that cannabis actually did for me was take 99% of it away. Since I started eating it, I've literally been 99% pain-free and symptom-free of all seven ailments. And it's, it's actually more mentally debilitating to say, I can get off the pain medication and try something that everybody else is saying is a quote-unquote drug when you're already taking something that's even worse for your body than just eating something like cannabis when it's just a plant. There's not been any alterations to it. They haven't picked it and modified it and made it to be something that could potentially kill you. Right. And, and, and I want to be clear. I mean, you, there's no problem with using cannabis in a variety of forms, whether it be vaping or eating. or and, and, and But one of the things I think that you found to be extremely beneficial, if I'm not mistaken, was the blending or juicing of the fresh plant without even the, the high or the psychoactive component. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because, I mean, like, I truly love cannabis in all its forms, whether you vape it, whether you smoke it, whether you eat it, whether you use it as a salve. To me, it all works. But what I thought to myself was, okay, so if I'm ingesting this plant, it has to go into my stomach, through my liver, through my kidneys, you know, and into every part of my bloodstream. So if I do that, would it be more effective? than just smoking it, even though I would be getting, you know, a very good beneficial amount of the cannabis into my body, but what more could I do? You know, and I'm not one to smoke it, which again, I say I totally am good with anybody doing any form of cannabis that, you know, because it's all helpful, but I just am not a smoker. So I was like, what could I do? And so I was, I thought to myself, well, let's eat this. And I did, and I still do. And I think it's one of the greatest ways for anybody who also does not like to smoke to get benefits of the plant by just doing it raw. Because what I found is that if I don't heat it and I just throw it into my smoothie every morning like I would spinach, instead of using spinach, I use cannabis and blending it up, then I'm going to get the health benefits from it without having to smoke it. And I don't even have to worry about getting the psychoactive effect either. And I can go on about my day and I'm completely symptom free. Yeah, I think that's great. I love that the, the raw plant, the fresh plant, the vegetable aspect of it. And this is kind of what I wanted to focus on. But again, there's certain times where a nice salve comes in for uh, you know, localized pain or some people want, you know, want to vape in the evening or something like that. Or you know, The whole idea of the plant is, is frustrating when they say even the psychoactive or euphoric nature of it is a drug or it's bad. And I'm like, have you seen someone struggling through chemo or cancer and they're so depressed and frustrated and a little bit of cannabis, a little bit of THC, it just changes their world in 15 minutes. And I think quality of life come, comes into play you know, you want to be functional and live. And I mean, it's not just a selfish thing. I mean, you have family that you, you want to be there for, that you want to be part of their lives. And I think that was, I think, a big play in your life as well. Motivation is we're not just here trying to drug myself. It's I'm trying to make myself well. 
This is not like a druggy behavior. This is a, I'm trying to heal myself so I can be normal and be a mother and a husband, a wife and part of a family. I think that was a big part of what your story caught my attention and made me resonate with. It wasn't just some person saying, I'm sick, I got to get better. It's saying, I'm sick, I got to get better for not just me, but for my family and then my loved ones. I think people forget that part a lot. I do too. I really do. And I think a lot of people have that stigma. They look at it and they, they put a label on it and assume that just because, you know, you're using it in some way, shape or form, you know, it always has that, that stoner, you know, aspect of it. And I think that that, if you, if you really start to research it, it goes so much broader, deeper, wider than that. That's just such a small part of it now. You know, I know that in the beginning, you've talked about the sciences and everything and you're totally right on all of that. It just, it's like, it's so big and it's so amazing that it's just hard to come back to that one thing anymore because it's done so much for me that I can't even just look at it as it used to be looked at, you know, the Cheech and Chong way, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I love their movies, and I love that whole that whole style. And we, and we even on Canvas Radio, we have a great audience for that kind of culture, and that's fine because people have been living it for so long. It's embodies who they are. But there's a a newer, uh, let's say, emerging consumer or user, which is typically not looking for the high for the most part. They're looking for to feel better, to get off some medications, to take a few less pills, to have a little more energy, just to to have a little less pain or inflammation, and I think that that's the revolution of this plant that I'm really excited about sharing with people. It's not just that. And again, I'm not against it, believe me. I mean, I, I see it like you are. There's a role for this plant in all forms of fashion. There's ceremonial. My background's anthropology, traditional cultures, and diets. And we know that certain religions and certain ceremonies were used cannabis as part of their spirituality. So it had nothing to do with, you know, again, you know, Who's who's buying you know munchies tonight? It's really it's a, it's a much bigger picture, and I'm so glad you're sharing your side of it. And again, I appreciate that's not always easy, but when especially when it's a success story. I mean, I got to see you very recently, a couple of weeks ago, and we said we met two years ago, and there was a light there, man. You were shining, you were smiling, your energy was up, the kids were great, and everyone was so wonderful, and that just made me feel really wonderful as well. I mean, just knowing that that this simple plant's done so much for someone. In, in a simple way, in a safe way, and change the lives of you and your family. I think that that's a key thing that people have to remember when they come out so anti-cannabis for whatever reason that may be. So. Well, you know, honestly, the only possible reason that I could ever think for anybody to be anti-cannabis is just because they have not read about it. They're just not as educated as they could be or even as they should be because a lot of people think, just because one person tells you something that you should believe it immediately. But, you know, it, it changes its tune when you have either yourself or a very close family member going through something and then you're all automatically willing to do anything to make that person that you love or yourself better. And, you know, people are starting to drink apple cider vinegar for, mm-hmm. you know, ailments or, you know, they would go to aloe and aloe for sunburns, you know, it's just a plant. And just because somebody told you at one point in time that it's bad, well, why did they tell you that? Can you, (laughs) you know, like ask them, why did they tell you that? Could you tell me the reason that you believe that it's bad? Because if the only reason they can answer that is because you get a euphoric high 
well, you know, I know people that have PTSD. I know people that have anxiety. And maybe they need that because it helps them and they don't have to go on some kind of medication. And, you know, it could it could be something that actually helps them to, to go on with their day. You know, why is it that you've been told that it's bad? Where does that stem from? You know, it's, it's asking that question that people don't really like to ask. They, they don't really want to, to know because then if they find that out, oh, my, it's not as bad as you thought it was. But then don't feel guilty. Be okay with it. And then tell people about it because other people need to know, too, because other people have loved ones or themselves that could use the benefit. Exactly. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. We're going to take another quick break. And then after this break, we're going to come back and wrap up a little bit. I would like to get into a little bit of the details maybe of like, I'm sure there's some questions of our listeners or, you know, so how many plants do you actually need? How much do you actually need to juice? No, it's still very individualized, but, you know, let's, let's, let's try to give them some guidance if we can, if that's all right. So we'll take a quick break. This is Doc Rob, my guest Amy, talking cannabis, talking vegetables, talking healing on CanvasRadio.com and iHeartRadio, your concierge for better living. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> More flavor. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh, my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of, of many of those things, and, and find ourselves in, in a, a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the Concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, we're back. This is Doc Rob with my friend Amy, talking about cannabis, juicing, healing the body, supporting the endocannabinoid system. You know, and I have a good family friend who is arrested. She was growing, I don't know how many, maybe a dozen or so plants, making oil, not for distribution, for her own. She was stage four cancer on so much medications and morphine, all she asked me was, how can I feel a little bit better 
and off a little bit of these meds so I can be in my own body. So I can at least, I'm not sure I'm going to cure my cancer. I don't expect to live forever. I would just like to be me again. I'd like to know myself, be able to be in my body, to connect with my husband a little bit more, not just be drugged out on morphine or opioids and so forth. And a small amount of cannabis changed her world, just like you know we're here talking to Amy and how it's changed hers as well. One of the things, I, when I talked to Dr. Courtney, he said, it's amazing that we're concentrating and concentrating and concentrating these cannabinoids, but look at a 200-pound deer who just nibbles on a little bit of this fresh vegetable or a fresh plant in, in the forest and how it supports their endocannabinoid system. It's such a slow, you know, much, much lower concentration, but yet it supports a large animal like 200 pounds. And I can tell people, you know, I'm very big into microdosing. You don't need a lot of this stuff especially if it's fresh and raw and the acids are viable and all the other plant-based nutrients are still there. So that's why I love the juicing. Amy, can you give the listeners a little bit of insight on what your day or how you approach cannabis into your, into your smoothies or whatever? Just a couple of quick insights if possible. Okay, so what I've learned as of to this point is that you do not need the flour, which is a lot of people think that I'm taking the dried flour, and I'm throwing it in the juicer. That's not what I do. I grow my own plant, and then I will go downstairs, and I will clip live leaves off of my plant, and I will throw the leaves and the stems. If the plant has been harvested at some point in time, the roots, and then if I've decided to flower it out, the flower that is actually still growing, I don't use the dried out part that you can smoke with. I use the actual live plant. And I will go downstairs and I will just harvest some off of my plant like you would go out into your garden and pick some spinach for your nightly salad. And I will wash it off and I will make my smoothie and I will just throw it in there just like it was spinach and blend it up and drink it. And I have a very good blender that just demolishes it and there's no plant, you know, fibers in it at all. I don't I don't even have to stick it in a juicer. I just stick it in my amazing blender and blend it up. And I use fruit and fruit juice, all organic, you know, and I just throw it in there and I have my smoothie for the day and I do one every single day. And it, it doesn't have to be the it honestly if you use the dried out flour it's probably not gonna taste as good. <laughs> yes, yes. But if you just use the fresh you know, cannabis as it's off of the plant, then it really doesn't have that type of a flavor where you would be, a, you know, it would offend the taste buds, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty pleasant. Yeah, I mean, I've had it myself, and I mean, again, it's, it's, it's quite simple. And I know there's ways people, you know, to grow the plant and keep it in that vegetative, you know, state where you keep having leaves come up and you're not really worrying about the flowering so much and a couple leaves and a, maybe a little nip of a bud right off the stem and, and you're good to go. And I think that's what people need to understand is you don't need a ton of it. The more, the more important thing is the, I love the fresh, the, the raw, and consistency. Like you say, you do it every day. You know, the idea is to keep that just like you would want to take a multivitamin, like you'd want to take a probiotic or your vitamin D. This to me is our nutritional supplement. And I, and, I, and you'll see this coming out more and more. You'll see live cannabis juicing or fresh cannabis juices or, you know, something that we're working on internally is as a juice powder that'll still have a lot of those compounds. So it's available for those people that aren't in 
states where they can grow their own. And again, we all know, let's hopefully that'll change collectively, that everyone should be able to grow enough plants. Like I have a beautiful backyard garden. If you guys are following me on Instagram at Doc Robs with an S or Twitter at Doc Rob or on my Facebook page, just search for Doc Rob or Doc Rob's fan page. If you're looking for those things, I'm posting pictures and videos of my garden all the time. We just harvested some bok choy. We just harvested some fresh dill, some broccoli, some heirloom lettuces. And I'm just saying, I'm here in Florida and I, and I was like, well, why don't you just grow some cannabis? And I'm like, because I don't want to go to jail for growing a vegetable. However, if I was given the option, it would be a no-brainer. And so if you're in a place where you can grow legally, and again, I'm not advocating breaking the law, but I think grow your own is something everyone should stand up for. And be able, just like you want to grow some tomatoes or cucumbers in the backyard, I think everyone should be able to grow a certain number of plants for their own use. And I think that's really key. And I know I'm, I hope more and more people in Colorado and those states that have legalized it are and I hate saying recreational, but just free the weed, free the plant completely. I think that more and more need to juice it and follow your lead, Amy, and I'm so happy to hear how well you're doing. I want you to keep checking in with us and any new insights, and we want to share that information with the rest of the people because it's just a game changer. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with today before we wrap up today's wonderful interview? Honestly, you know, I would just like to say if you are that person out there taking pain medication and you believe that that 2% is enough, I can literally almost promise you that 99% is much better than 2% and that it's worth giving it a try because seriously, if you're on pain medication, what do you have to lose by drinking a plant? I love it. I love it. So everyone get ready to plant some cannabis, juice it, eat it, make it part of your salad. Thank you, Amy, for being my guest today. Wonderful, wonderful interview. And we'll be Thank getting you for some having more. Me. Oh, my pleasure always. I love you. Thank you for sharing. And we'll have some great guests coming up. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Keep in. You know, this is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living, here on CanvasRadio.com and iHeartRadio, wishing you all the best in health and happiness. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.